Hello, my friends. David here again. We are um, just about <laughs> trying to quiet my dog in the background. You know, this is this is how it's been for the last couple of years. If anyone is if anyone has not experienced the having to work at home and staying at home, you know, doing podcasts or zooms or whatever you've been doing, having animals in the background making a whole lot of noise, or children for that matter. My children are are grown, are, are not grown, but they're they're older now, so they don't make quite as much as much noise as they used to when they were tinier. But anyway, the dogs, they don't they don't know how to stop. Anyway, hey, shh, hush, hush, hush. <laughs> um, there's a bit of an echo because um, the house is nice and quiet, and that means there's an echo. For some reason, that's always the way it is. That's all right, though. So I was thinking about music because, you know, when the house is empty, I like to turn on, turn on the Alexa or YouTube or whatever and play music. Mostly Christian worship music gets me going because um, the music, I think, you know, we were all, we're all designed. We are created to worship. We are just created to worship. Our, our souls are designed to have music involved. I think that that's why there's so many different kinds of music because there's so many different kinds of people. Um, some people like certain kinds of music and other people don't like that music. They like different. And I think there's, there's a reason for that. Now, I think music helps us tell stories. I mean, watch a movie sometime without the background background sound of dogs barking incessantly. Come here. Come here. Come here. Stop the barking. Oh, my goodness. You want to go outside? Okay, maybe that'll help. <laughs> out of here, Looney Tunes. Go. Okay. Don't bark at something out there. Anyways... Um, thank you for joining me, um, if you're just now joining me, because um, you're listening to this podcast after I've recorded it, because this is not live. Anyway, we, <laughs> right, you're not joining me, because you're just now listening, hopefully you're listening, and enjoying it, and liking, and sharing with people that might actually enjoy listening as well, because who knows. I cannot sing, I'm going to tell you that right now, you will not be hearing me sing on this podcast. I will be talking a lot, because that's what I like to do, um, and reading a lot of the Bible and other things that I might um, want to read to you. I don't know. There's, <laughs> I was talking about music, right? Try listening to a movie or watching a movie um, without the soundtrack, without music in the background. It's extraordinarily boring or slow, and sometimes music helps you understand the mood of the situation. I think music is all around us, even though we can't see it. I'm a big believer in the spiritual world around us um, that exists alongside the physical world that we we can't see the the spiritual world, you know, the angels and all that around us. The music, I think, helps us connect in a way to that world that we don't see. Um, it connects us to the world that we we only see with our souls and our spirit when we're singing or when we're listening to music. Um, because sometimes, you know, and you can sing even if you even if you can't sing, you can sing. Okay. Even people without talking about music and the spirit, the spiritual world and just how it connects us, not just to God, but just our souls itself. Music really gives us a window into the soul and the purpose. And you know, when you watch movies, television shows, sometimes music helps move things along. It helps us understand a scene or a moment. And I think if we had soundtracks in our own lives, we'd probably hear some interesting, some interesting things. As um, you know, when I have the house to myself, sometimes I just like to turn the music on and just worship. I was listening to the radio 
the other day, just turned on the Christian radio stations and just um, Kaler or whatever, just rocking out. Sometimes I rock out in my car, and it's fun because I have this I have this hearing aid um, that Bluetooths to my phone, so I can listen to music on my phone and I can just sing, you know, sing to myself and all that. Forgetting that nobody else can hear the music except for me because it's being played in my head. So if I sing out loud, they have no idea the context of me hearing it in my head. Kind of like when you're wearing headphones and you're singing out loud, people can't hear the music. It's playing in your ears. Same thing. So, you know, if I'm, if I'm listening to the radio in the car, you know, obviously, and I roll down the windows, anybody can hear it, which is great. Um, probably not what they want to hear. They usually are like, okay, turn the music down. You're, you're loud. Like, I know, I know. It's funny because I'm, I'm doing this um, in the living room with echoing quite a bit. So I, I sound like I'm in an auditorium. I sound like I'm preaching a sermon, which I'm not doing right now because um, it's Saturday. Although I guess I guess I could be at a you know, Sabbath or synagogue Jewish um, gathering on Saturday. Anyway, but the, um, the animals at least have stopped barking in the background. I wanted to read a little bit and just talk. I thought we'd maybe start doing that. Just get the Bible open read and just talk about God and what he's doing in our lives, um, with our lives and all that. I think the more you're in the word and the more, the more you're spending time with him, the better your life will be. I mean, really, I think life is going to be challenging anyways, as it already is. Life is hard. It just is. But God is good. He's always with us. So let's keep trusting him and hold on to that. Um, one of my favorite Gospels is the Gospel of John. You know, there's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and each one of them has their own purpose. Each each Gospel writer wrote for a specific reason. You know, Matthew wrote to the Jewish audience about their Messiah. Mark wrote to talk about Jesus being the servant. His Gospel is a lot like a shooting script, you know, immediately here and there, Jesus is just doing stuff. Not a lot of, not a lot of dialogue, just a lot of action. Luke, um, Luke the doctor, you know, writing about how Jesus felt, what what was going on in his in his heart and his in his soul during this whole the whole time he was here, up to the cross and the resurrection and ascension. But John is more mystical. He writes about Jesus being the Son of God, which is awesome, you know. And he even starts out his gospel. Just listen to these words: In the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god he was in the beginning with god all things came into being through him and apart from him nothing came into being that has come into being and him was life and the life was the light of men the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it there came a man sent from god whose name was john He came as a witness to testify about the light, so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. There was the true light, which coming into the world enlightens every man. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and those who were his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor the will of flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh, dwelt among us, and we saw his glory, 
glory as the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. That's just the first 14 verses of the Gospel of John, which I think is tremendously amazing. You can spend a long time just devouring the words. And I think pointing out the important things to the study that you're in, I think when you're studying the Bible, it's always good to have some a notepad, some highlighters, maybe some colored pencils you can use to, to mark certain words. I think in this one would be very important to mark out where wherever light you know, light is it's a big, a big one. Jesus is the light, the true light, the word. And that's, that's the main one. The, the main, the main word that sticks out in this is the word because he is the word, the word of God. And he was in the beginning with God. I think that's it's an amazing, amazing truth. I love how we realize the son has always been. He didn't just come to Bethlehem and just live here for 33 years or so and then die and go back up to heaven. He's always been. And it's kind of an incredible thought. A lot of people um, are, and a lot of people are still pondering that and are going to be until he returns, I think, for his church, which I'm looking forward to. I think we all are. But just for the fun of getting through the first chapter of John. Um, John, here we go, verse, verse 15. John, this is the, um, this is not the gospel writer. This is John the Baptist that we're reading about right now. John testified about him, cried out saying, this was he of whom I said, he who comes after me has a higher rank than I, for he existed before me. For of his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth were realized through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten God. Sorry, the nice door sound effect there in the background. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten God who is in the bosom of the Father. He has explained him. This is the testimony of John when the Jews sent to him priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, who are you? And he confessed and did not deny, but confessed. I am not the Christ. They asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? And he said, No, I'm not. Are you the prophet? And he answered, No. So that right there, John the Baptist um, was confused of being either Elijah or the prophet. So, I mean, there were a lot of murmurings in the Jewish community, and for history's sake, you know, they were looking for the Messiah. They were also looking for the return of Elijah and the prophet. And there's all this all this speculation about who John who John was. And here he goes telling us. Okay, so they, they continue asking. They said to him, Who are you so that we may give an answer to those who sent us? What do you say about yourself? He said, and here's a quote from the book of Isaiah, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness, Make straight the way of the Lord, as Isaiah the prophet said. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees. They asked him and said to him, Why then are you baptizing if you're not the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? John answered them, saying, I baptize in water, but among you stands one whom you do not know. It is he who comes after me, the thong of whose sandal I am not worthy to untie. These things took place in Bethany, beyond the Jordan, where John was baptizing. The next day, he saw Jesus coming to him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. 
Now, the Lamb of God is a very Jewish title, a very important title, pointing all the way back to the book of Exodus, where God freed his people from Egyptian slavery. And the night of the Passover, they had to take a lamb and sacrifice it and put its blood on the mantles of their house so that the angel of death would pass over them. So calling Jesus the Lamb of God is very, is, is very much important, pointing to that to that time where Jesus himself is the sacrifice to take away the sins of the world. This is he on behalf of whom I said, after me comes a man who is higher ranked than I, for he existed before me. I did not recognize him, but so that he might be manifested to Israel, I came baptizing in water. John testified saying, I have seen the spirit descending as a dove out of heaven. He remained upon him. I did not recognize him, but he who sent me to baptize in water said to me, he upon whom you have seen the Spirit descending and remaining upon, this is the one who baptizes in the Holy Spirit. I myself have seen and have testified that this is the Son of God. Again, the next day, John was standing with two of his disciples. And he looked at Jesus as he walked and said, Behold, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him speak and they followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following and said to them, What do you seek? And they said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? So the very first words in the Gospel of John from Jesus' mouth are, what do you seek? And I think that's important. I think it's an important question for all of us. But let's keep going. He said to them, come and you will see. So they came and saw where he was staying and they stayed with him for that, for that day, for it was the 10th hour. One of the two who had heard John speak and followed him was Andrew. Simon Peter's brother. He found first his brother Simon and said to him, we found the Messiah, which translated means Christ. He brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, the son of John. You shall be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. The next day, he purposed to go into Galilee and found Philip. And Jesus said to him, follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we have found him, whom Moses and the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael said to him, Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and said to him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, with whom there is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered and said to him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered him, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus answered and said to him, Because I said to you, I saw you under a fig tree, do you believe? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, you will see the heavens open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. So that's pretty incredible. A lot of a lot of first callings there to many of the disciples. Um, of course, you know, um, Andrew and Peter and Nathaniel and Philip and you can you can see all of this in a very amazing demonstration of the callings of these dis different disciples if you check out The Chosen um, which is a project that Dallas Jenkins is working on um, they finished season two um, not too long ago and they're going to be they're going to be coming season three here soon but it's, it's an amazing series I highly strongly recommend if you haven't already started watching it to watch it but the Gospel of John, of course, you know, just starts out with Jesus 
being announced as the Lamb of God. That's extraordinarily important um, to us because it just points out that he is the Son of God. He is the Lamb, the sacrifice that would take away the sins of the world. I think we all need to spend a lot of time studying not just the first chapter of John, but all of John. Um, and there's so much in here that we could talk about. I love just how he calls his calls his own, his, his chosen, his disciples. You know, come and come and see. You know, you know, it's 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 just how how he announces himself. And it, I think he's he's talking to all of us. You know, I mentioned it earlier. You know, what do you seek? And of course, he was talking to the disciples who were you know asking him. You know, where are you staying, teacher? He says, come and see. But he says, what do you seek? You know, what are you looking for? When you when you approach him in prayer, pray and just ask him for whatever it is is on your mind, whatever is on your heart. Um, and keep, keep, keep studying. You know, we'll we'll touch base again, again here, shortly, hopefully. Um, and just continue to pray and continue to reach out, reach out your heart to him in prayer. Thank you, my friends, for listening, and I will see you next time.